This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Chatter365 at chatter365.com. This amazing app that you need for your phone. Get in touch with your community. Talk to people who speak different languages because it has an auto-translate feature, which means they speak their language, you speak yours. It translates to you in between. There's no running to Google Translate anymore. Download the app right now, wherever you get your apps for your phone. This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is a very special one featuring Michael Mando. Uh, you've seen him in Far Cry as Voss Montenegro, Nacho Varga in Better Call Saul. He's also played the Scorpion in Spider-Man Homecoming. How's it going, Michael? How are you, George? Thanks for having me. So nice to, to be talking to you finally. I know, man. It's been a it's been a, a long haul, some rescheduling, but you know, the COVID times is very, uh, it's unpredictable. So I really appreciate it. You're over in Paris right now. Can you tell us or give us any insight about any projects you're working on at the moment? Um, I just released a track uh, uh, about half an hour ago called Dance With Me, and it's available on all platforms. I hope you guys check it out. Um, it's, uh, it's something I really enjoyed doing and writing. Yeah, I listened to it, actually, and uh, it has that Spanish guitar, a flamenco feel. Uh, it gave me kind of the the boys to men kind of uh, influence in there as well. And I did some research on you, and you said in one interview that you've written uh, two to 300 songs over the course of your life. So is this one of the songs that were in the bank? Uh, uh, no, this wasn't actually. This is a song I rewrote um, probably three times. The initial uh, version of this song was called Shoot You Down, and it was about a breakup. And um, I decided to uh, rewrite it um, a couple of times, and then it ended up being a sort of more romantic song about a man um, asking a woman to dance with him without inhibition. Well, that's incredible. Um, so what's next? Are you going to release a full album or is this just an EP? I know you have the Wild Ones uh, single as well. Uh, what's next for this? Well, I, all I know is I'm going to release, I, I've got a couple of songs I want to release before the end of the year. And I think music is something that's been really therapeutic with everything that's been going on in my life. And um, all I know is I'm just going to keep releasing some music and then hopefully I'd like to do an album maybe next year where there's a visual concept and um, you know a, a very kind of, direction to um to a couple of songs you know under one vision but um i'm just enjoying i'm enjoying playing right now and discovering and expressing myself through music very much well you know i i've known that uh, i read up that you weren't actually interested in the acting perspective you're more interested in music so why music now instead of before you know, I grew up like in a very eclectic way. I, I grew up in Africa. I was born in Quebec City, but I spent most of my childhood in Africa, in Ivory Coast and Ghana. And, you know, it, I've never thought about a career in the arts. You know, it was never something that ever crossed my mind. And the first time that I ever spoke a line of dialogue or even considered it, I was 23. And that's when I got into theater school, which was like an accidental series of events. So music, um, movies and, and TV kind of is a profession that I felt that kind of picked me, that sort of, you know, I kind of stumbled upon it and, and, and fell in love with it, but it, it wasn't something that I planned on doing. And then when my career in, in um, film and TV uh, developed and picked up, I, I really thought, saw music as a hobby. And uh, when my father was passing, and, and he passed away um, June 19th of this year, and when my father was passing, I, I really felt 
um, it was kind of like a, how do I say, like a, it was an important moment in my life and, and I wanted to get out of my bubble and, and do things a bit differently. And that's why I released my first song. And uh, do you play guitar or I know you have, you have quite the range in singing. So do you play any instruments? Oh, thank you very much. Um, I, 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 I fiddle with things, you know, I, I kind of like, I can pick things up and, and pick chords and, you know, the way I, I like to write songs, I, I usually, sometimes the, the, the melody and the lyrics come first and sometimes I'll, I'll play with the piano and find chords that I really like and then write on top of those but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily play on my tracks. I think there are much better musicians that can play much better than than if I was to just jam on it, you know. You've got a whole lot going on. I know uh, one of your very first big projects was the Voss Montenegro character from Far Cry. Did you actually have to go into a studio and wear a suit with the sensors and everything? You mean when we shot Far Cry 3? Yes. Yes, that was that was a really interesting uh, experience. It, it it's actually kind of like being completely immersed into a video game. Your data is being recorded, everything simultaneously. So your body movements, your facial expressions, your voice, and it, it's literally like walking into a computer and having cameras like really, really up close. And and yes, you do wear a suit and you wear um, a head camera as well. You got gloves and shoes and everything. The whole you're covered from head to toe. That's absolutely crazy. I know one of your co-stars, Giancarlo Esposito, he's in the next Far Cry as well. So, uh, you know, that guy's doing awesome. Um, but relating to him, uh, the Better Call Saul role of Nacho Varga, this role is an amazing uh, piece of history, I would say, because any role in, uh, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, uh, Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, if you have one small role, people will remember you. And fortunately for you, you got the Nacho Varga, uh, one of the main characters in the show. Originally, when you auditioned for it, was it said to be uh, a character that would uh, go through the whole series or was it a one-time thing? Um, it was a series regular, so you, you knew that you had something to do in the show. But there's never a guarantee, you know, in TV that your character would be... Um, living past the 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 the, uh, the season that you're shooting so that's always a, a pleasant surprise to know that you're around for one more season can you describe your first audition for better call saul yeah um you mean it, it actually the first thing i did was a self-tape i was in canada i was in toronto actually where you are and it was the winter and um I had just come, came off um, Orphan Black and Rookie Blue. And um, it was one of my first, I think, U.S. auditions that I've ever done. And it was a tape. I taped it at home and sent it. And then two, two to three weeks later, they invited me to L.A. to do a screen test with Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould and Melissa Bernstein uh, and Sharon Bailey, uh, the casting director, in at the Sony lot in L.A. And... Um, that was a really wonderful experience. You know, I remember Vince Gilligan gave me a piece of advice. He said, this is a character that would not squash a bug with a sledgehammer. And um, that's a piece of advice that I took to heart and applied to the character, you know, very early on. And then you do the audition and then um, you shake everybody's hand, you walk out of the room, you know, obviously you don't know what they're, they're thinking at that point. And it's, it's kind of interesting. You, you fly back home, you wait two weeks, and then they tell you that they're interested in you. 
but you've got to go through a series of testing. And basically what that is, is that um, you get the first round of approval, then you've got to get the network's approval, then you've got to get like Sony's approval, and I, I don't know who else. And you have specific dates. It, it, it's really interesting. You know, you've got like, someone will tell you like Saturday at 2 p.m., you'll know if, if they like you. And then Monday at like 1 p.m., you'll know if these guys like you. And then if Thursday at like 2 p.m., they like you, then you're in, you know? So that was that was what it was like. Well, you do an amazing job. This part fits you, I think, perfectly. Uh, you know, a lot of people say the spinoff of any show is not going to be as good as the original, but I do believe that Better Call Saul is at the same level as Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, it's enjoyable. It's a very good story. It's obviously got some good producers, some good writers, and of course, some great actors. Is there a, a certain memory uh, with Rhea Seahorn that you remember, uh, especially meeting her for the first time? Um, Ray, Ray is a wonderful person. Um, the first time I ever met her, we both came to set to watch Bob shoot in the nail salon in the first season. And I, had, um, I was not in the first episode of the show. So I, uh, they ended up flying me in late, later. So I didn't have a chance to meet everybody at like a dinner or anything like that and kind of met everybody sort of sporadically. And um, so I wasn't really sure. Um, I wasn't aware of who Ray was exactly. I mean, I saw her photo and stuff, but we had never spoken. We saw each other like at a, in a hall and both immediately smiled and recognized each other and hit it off right away. And um, I would say she, she's never changed since, you know, she's always been full of joy and, and, and encouraging and she wears her heart on her sleeve and, and she's a, 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 a really good friend, a dear friend of mine, really. Well, one day I'm going to have her on the show and I'm going to talk to her about her awesome experiences with you as well. You know, Better Call Saul, um, I think your acting makes it uh, one of those great things to look forward to because Nacho is, has become a, like almost the whole Better Call Saul universe has starting to revolve around the story between you and, uh, and Lalo Salamanca. And it's, it's, it's going to, uh, it's going to a big pinnacle that I'm excited to see, you know? Uh, so what, when's the next, the filming of the next season or has it happened or no? Oh, thank you, George. Your, your words are very, very sweet. I appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure the whole cast and crew appreciates um, the love and support. You know, COVID's been kind of hard, I think, in terms of scheduling for everybody. Every, everything's kind of shifting a little bit. We were supposed to shoot in October, and um, it got pushed back. Um, right now, they're thinking anywhere between January and March of 2021. And even that is not a, a guarantee. I mean, it's kind of weird, you know, it, it, it's... Um, it's just a weird, it's just a weird time, you know, the best you can make of it is, is just not let it get you down and, and find ways to, to stay busy. And that's what music has been for me, you know. There's not that many people in entertainment that you feel the emotion and the passion in their work. And I, I got to say that you are one of them. I, I've seen you in Orphan Black. Uh, obviously, the Scorpion, Spider-Man Homecoming, and people do remember you. And that's because you're very good at what you do. And I, I say that, um, you know, with all my heart, we really believe in what you're doing. And also, you know, all Canadians are very proud of you and everything you've done. And finally, I want to ask you a question. It's the question, I don't know if you've heard this podcast before, Michael, but it's about coffee. And we say coffee is a great part of your day. And it's also one of the best pieces of uh best accessory to your conversation. Um, 
when you sit down with someone. Michael, if we're having coffee right now, what are you taking in your coffee? Well, first of all, George, thank you so much again for the sweet words. I, I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Um, and you too, my friend. I, 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 I think you've, you put a lot of passion in what you do. You know, I think it'd be interesting for your listeners to hear um, kind of our little backstory. And um, un- unless, I mean, you can edit this out, right? If you ever don't want to talk about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so if, if you don't want to talk about it, edit this whole part out. But I'm actually curious to ask you, um, so for, for the people who don't, who don't know out there, George is a really passionate guy, and he ended up, did you call me or did you text me? How did that happen? Do you remember? I, I called you. So we've been Facebook friends for quite some time, right? And Okay. And, and, How did we, be, when did we become Facebook, were we, did we, we, did we just happen to be Facebook friends through other people in Canada from like a, a while, while back? Or it, it, it must have been because like, I, I was like, who, my, my, my wife's like, who's this actor? I uh, said, Michael Mando. And I'm like, Michael Mando. I'm pretty sure like I have him on Facebook. So I looked it up and dude, like your, your, uh, your, your profile pops up and your numbers there. I'm like, I should just call him because I, I think my phone numbers on my Facebook. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It really is. It, it, it honestly is man. And uh, maybe you don't <laughs> remove it now because you're gonna have a lot of fans call you. So. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Okay. So you, you call, that's where you called me from. So he called me and you said you wanted an interview and then my publicist said, no. And then you reached out to my manager, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. You know, it's something that, um, there's not a lot of people out there that you're really interested in interviewing. Um, you know, cause you're so, that is going to sound kind of where you're so into what they're doing and how they do it. And, uh, especially being Canadian. And, and that, that's one thing with, uh, you know, Kim Coates that I always say, uh, it's, I interview him and it's like, you know what, I'm really actually into the stuff you're doing. Right. Um, if you know what I mean, right. Your projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Of course. Um, yeah. And one day, you know, I was, I talked to your publicist, publicist said no. And then I was talking to um, another actor and I mentioned something about it. And then he's like, just, just go for it again. Just do it. So I went yeah. a couple more months and I, I asked your, your management and I was so happy that uh, uh, we got back in contact again. And I think I text you after uh, too, but um. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. I, I think I think that you being a, an amazing character in the show and, and being a well-rounded musician, it's it's so cool to see both sides of the spectrum. I know you have a interest in, in some theater as well. Uh, I know Shakespeare speaks uh, numbers to me and, and my sister as well. She she's in the theater business too. So uh, you know, there's so much you can do in entertainment. And when we say entertainment, I mean you know. TV, um, film, uh, music, uh, you can live theater, but I think live theater is really cool. Would you ever do a live theater kind of thing? Yeah. And, and, and before, before I answer your question, I want, I, I, I just want to say to the people out there, you know, the way you handled the, the, the way you went after the, the interview, I thought was really, um, exemplary. You know, I, I really felt like, you know, I, I got to get, I got to give this guy an interview. He, he was so professional and so serious about it and so passionate about it. And, and um, I just want to applaud that really, George, I, th- I think, you. 
I think got to do you know in this world sometimes and not take things personal and and um anyway it, it's inspiring i i really enjoyed the way you pursued the interview and that's why i wanted to bring it up to the your listeners to know that you know you're you're a guy who works really hard who's really passionate and professional and, and i wish you to nothing but the best really um in terms of live shows absolutely you know i started in theater and um there's a I never thought I would do film and TV, to be honest with you. I did not like the camera close to me. I, I, I didn't like anything between me and the audience. There's something about theater that is so visceral. You know, you, the reward of it is the audience. In film and TV, it's kind of complicated because there is no immediate reward. So you're kind of doing it for yourself with this idea that someone is going to cut it in the way that you would like them to cut it. And then it's going to be presented in a way, you know, that you're going to, you're going to feel that it, it does justice to the way you, you, you saw it. You know, it, there's, there's elements of it that, that have nothing to do with you, but in, in theater, it's very different. You're in the room with the audience and they're viscerally experiencing your character with you and there's something about that that is so exciting and it's just like music you know um i much rather sing with live musicians than in a studio it's just something about someone next to you playing where if he if he just hits a slightly different chord or um you know puts puts something uh, new to it, it just be you sing, or if you sing it a little bit different, or if you feel like pausing at that particular moment, there's a, there's something that happens with that exchange of human. It's beings. feeding off like the person's energy, right? That's what it is. Being live in a studio is very very hard. I know with the click track and and you're obviously like trying to put the song make it sound really good, but live it's a different feel, right? You feed off the other person's energy live. Exactly. And also it's, it's, um, it's just the moment, you know, it's all you got to be is true to the moment. When you're in a studio, you go through the song. I feel more than them. I mean, you're always true to the song, but what I mean is it's, it's like the moment. It's an experience that like no one can understand, you know, like you could do a song and slow it down almost like halfway and then pause for like five seconds in the middle of it. And you all in the room are going to feel something. And sometimes that's not what you want to put in a song when you're in the studio. So I, I guess I like both. I think they're, they're both kind of like um, equally exciting, I would say. And to answer your question, this has been a long-winded answer, but <laughs> to answer your question, I would say I, I like both. So I've been doing a lot of film and TV and studio recording. And, and now I am eager to go back to the um, audience feeling. Yes. Well, Michael, we're looking forward to the new season of, of Better Call Saul eventually and your upcoming projects and hopefully at some more music. Go check out Dance With Me 
by Michael Mando uh, over on Spotify or wherever you get your music. It's an awesome song. He's also got the got the Wild Ones single up there as well. And and he's he's originally written two to three hundred songs over the course of his lifetime. And, and you know what? It's one of those things where you see the actor on TV and you hear him sing and it's like, Hey, this is really good. The music is awesome. I really appreciate this, Michael. Oh, George, you've been, you've been such a pleasure to speak to my, it really is my pleasure.